0: Now for five insightful minutes is Avalara's Chris Rabadou. Chris is the senior director and head of global strategic partnerships, where he oversees partnership strategy and go to market for e-commerce platforms and marketplaces. Chris is here to discuss Avalara's new report on the key changes for 2024, of which, and all of us retail executives should be aware. Chris, welcome to the program. It's great to see you. Let's start with the obvious sales tax. What changes should retailers be ready for when it comes to collecting sales tax this year?
1: There's probably four key themes. Retailers should be paying attention for paying attention to in 2024. First, omni-channel compliance and the impacts it has on the taxability of your business. Of course, we all understand consumers love having the ability to shop for your inventory across multiple channels, some are interested in buying in marketplace environments while others are interested in buying in their social commerce platform. This is amazing and allows for retailers to deliver inventory to a consumer in their native environments. It does, however, create sales tax and use tax compliance issues for the retailer. It requires the retailer to now consolidate information across all of these platforms, um, which can be daunting and it also creates, you know, this frustration for <laughs> businesses, right. To keep track of the data and the source of all of these, these product taxability, uh, components, um, there's also the evolution of marketplace facilitation requirements, mm. the taxes and fees that marketplace facilitators are responsible for continue to evolve and change both at a state and local jurisdiction. So something to be very, very mindful of if you're a marketplace uh, business. Third, the supply chain and the impact inventory stock availability has on the taxation of businesses. With COVID, businesses were pulling inventory forward to ensure that they could deliver inventory to consumers either same day or next day. This was amazing for the user experience, but created taxation challenges for the business. All of that inventory that they brought in to meet same day or next day. Timelines created taxability of that inventory within the state that is being warehoused for that business. So it -hmm. creates this complexity, right? For Mm -hmm. being able to super serve those, those consumers in a timely manner. Finally, you have the addition of new sales tax holidays. Um, the retail delivery fee changes, and a host of other taxability rate changes. Yeah, Chris, talk a little bit more about that retail delivery fee, because I know as a Minnesotan, we're gonna be hit with that this summer. Some states are doing it also. Tell us a little bit more about what retail executives should be anticipating there and what they might be explaining to their consumers. Minnesota on July 1st of this year is going to implement a 50 cent retail delivery fee which will apply to the sale of most tangible goods that are above $100 okay. that are sold in the state of Minnesota and that are subject to Minnesota state sales tax. Again, these retail fees are becoming more commonplace, both as a way to produce additional revenue for the state and as a way for the state to help combat environmental impact. In 2022, Colorado did the same thing with a similar delivery fee on tangible personal property that was delivered by vehicle to consumers in the state of Colorado. So Minnesota's not the only one to do this. Colorado's done it and we're sure to see other states follow suit.
0: You know that that's the state level. What's happening at the local level or should retailers expect more changes at the local level too when it comes to taxation? Well,
1: there's 37 states today that really allow localities to charge sales tax on top of the state sales tax. Wow. These local rate changes fall into a bunch of different categories um, which make them really challenging to track and identify you have special purpose districts or urban enterprise zones that create all kinds of local complexities for businesses uh so again yet yes we will see a host of changes at that at that local level this year uh before we let you go are there any other big changes on the horizon that when it comes to tax compliance that we haven't discussed yet? Two really big ones that most retailers should be paying attention to. One is this emergence of re-commerce. It yes. could be your, your favorite fashion brand. It could be an automotive brand, but it's really this, this emergence of secondhand goods. Retailers that enter this re-commerce space should be Pay really close attention to the potential tax consequences that are associated. When you start combining 1P and 3P, first party and third party owned inventory, you start turning yourself into a marketplace. Marketplace Marketplaces have marketplace facilitation requirements. They're responsible for remitting the sales tax on all tangible items that are sold through that platform. Important. For you as a retailer to understand if you start crossing over the threshold into becoming a marketplace and then the complexities thus that surround marketplace facilitation. So re-commerce, definitely a big one. The second is the expansion of holiday uh, tax holidays. Um, A tax holiday essentially is the ability to not pay tax for a predetermined amount Mm. of time. The implications of this are if you're selling inventory during that tax holiday, you don't have to remit sales tax at the end of the year. If you aren't aware of these sales tax holidays or the longevity of the sales tax holiday, the taxation that you pay to the state or to the the government could be off, which could impact your business uh, as you file.
0: Well, thank you, Chris. That was great. For those of you that enjoyed that discussion and want to learn more too, you can read Avalara's full report by clicking on the link available within today's episode's podcast description.